life is supposed to be fun. And I know I think we can make it a lot more complicated than it has to be, but I want to share with you today a lot of what has, well, a part of what has formed the way I see the world. And in particular, I want to talk about the gorgeous Anita Morjani. Anita wrote the book Dying to Be Me. She has written other books. That's her first book and perhaps her best known, as far as I know. And I just wanted to talk a bit about her uh, and what I've taken, what I've learnt and integrated into my life after having read her books and even the fact that I had a bit of a brush with Anita and actually got to meet her, not in person, <laughs> but online and have a phone call and, and a Zoom conversation. And so that's what I'm chatting about today. Hello, I'm Olivia D'Souza. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm a content and podcast expert. I support visionary entrepreneurs and leaders passionate about living with purpose. Join me as we explore podcasting, life, business, and authenticity. Subscribe for meaningful conversations with a business buddy who gets what it's like. Welcome to Magnetic Pod. I'm stepping in the next level me. So I can't remember how long ago it was now, but probably the early in the two thousands, I guess. I'd have to look up when she wrote the book, but I heard about the book and somehow ended up getting it, and I got the audio book. I've had, I think, I had the written book as well, but it's the audio book that made that I. I generally read audiobooks and I loved listening to her voice. She's got a beautiful voice. She's got a beautiful speaking voice and she enunciates, enunciates every word so, so, uh, beautifully. And, uh, and it's interesting. I enjoyed the book at the time, but I don't, I didn't realize that it would end up being a pivotal book for me, that it would end up integrating into my life. And when I say that, it's not like I go around thinking about her <laughs> all the time. It's 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 just that I use the word integrated because that's the best word I can think of. It's just sort of formed the way, informed the way I see the world. And in the book, she she talks about her life from childhood being a, an Indian background, but she did her schooling in Hong Kong. I believe, from memory. Uh, but she had a family upbringing with the Indian culture and then there was a clash between cultures and there was expectations on, on her as a, as a female of what her role should be and she felt very restricted and conflicted and and held back a lot of her life. And then she goes through how she has people in her life that die from cancer and as she becomes obsessed and terrified with the concept of getting cancer and she does everything to look after herself and then she en ends up actually getting cancer and she tries everything to heal herself. Uh, she does all the meditation and healings and and tries to eat all the right things and but she ends up with stage four cancer and on her deathbed. And she has this experience where she crosses over and has a near-death experience. And she sees she sees her brother on a plane 
on his way to come back to to see her because they you know they've warned that it's her last last moments she sees her her husband by her side she sees the medical team working on her and and then she ends up going to a place which is the most beautiful amazing place that cannot be described that we don't have the words for and there was this oneness and there was this ability to look back on her life and see it from all perspectives and see the fear that she had and she understood why she why she had cancer and all of those experiences from childhood from being bullied from trying to be who she thought she had to be to fit into the mold to or the restrictions or the fears or the fear that she had about cancer she saw everything and she saw her interactions she saw things from other people's perspectives and she saw the tapestry of how, how everything fits together and how that we are all one all part of the one experience and she understood why she was sick and why she got cancer and while she was there she saw her loved ones including her her father who had who had passed away who died before her and he said to her not in words i believe but she just understood it he, she was told that she had to go back or to but that now that she understood the truth of who she was go back and live life fearlessly and she knew she just knew that she would heal and and she did she came back into her body that was so so skinny and so ravaged but she had the most amazing recovery that just shocked the doctors and they kept searching and searching for for cancer and you know it just shrank into nothing and and she was in remission and then she had to integrate back into life and and all of those things but how one thing led to another and she knew that she had to just follow her intuition and not go chasing she knew she wanted i think she she knew she wanted to it's been a while since I read it, but she knew she, she wanted to write a book, but she and she wanted it to be published by Louise Hayes. What are the Hayes? What the, what's the Hay House? That's it. Uh, but she didn't go chasing. She just sort of knew that she had to stay in her positive energy and follow her joy, and and that all would work out. And then she ended up writing a blog that was passed on to Wayne Dyer, who wasn't into reading, looking at things online and reading things. It was just passed on to him. And he was so moved by it that he was the one that, that spoke to people at Hay House and said, this this lady has to have a book. And so it just landed in her lap. But somehow there's so many books and there's so many good books around and I just enjoyed that book and – didn't think too much of it. I didn't realise at the time how the learnings from that would continue to kind of percolate, I guess, in my mind and be a thing that I keep referencing. In my life, I would find that 
just I would look at life and use what I'd learnt in that book as as a reference point to realise how how things are and and how to live. And I guess what I came to understand that I love about the book is and her approach is that it's so simple. She simplifies everything and it just takes away the shoulds, takes away the rules about how things are. For example, we anyone who is interested and follows a bit of a spiritual path will know that the concept of we have these egos in this physical world that we're living in. We have an ego, but it's it's often treated as like the enemy. It's like it's not real, and we have to overcome the ego. And it's the ego that keeps us trapped because the ego is is fear based, and you know it keeps us small. It keeps us thinking that we're separate, so it's an illusion. But her take on it is refreshing I find because she'd say if I can paraphrase that it's it's a thing to have fun with the more you fight something the more you resist and like the more you're going to get frustrated with yourself so I guess the way I interpret what she's saying is we get to play a role it's like life is a play and I get to play the role of being Olivia and instead of going, oh, no, I'm stuck in my ego. Oh, how can I fall into this trap again? I know these things. I know better and yet here I am, blah, blah, blah. Why don't I just play with it, enjoy it? The more you fight something, like I don't, it wouldn't exist if it didn't have a purpose. So why don't we just have fun with it? We get to be here. But uh, the message she was given is now that you understand who you are, truly go back and live life fearlessly. So if we've got this ego, why don't we play with it? And so I might play with the idea of, hey, I'm Olivia. Hmm, what do I want to do in this role of being Olivia? I might make a podcast. And instead of going, oh, oh, gosh, what's the right way to make a podcast? What kind of content should I be making? Oh, no, what if I don't make the right content for the right niche with the right message and I'm doing it wrong and I haven't got a good enough hook and la, 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 la. <laughs> you know, why don't I just have fun with the whole process? And, yes, I can work on having a great hook, but do it with a sense of joy. Like this is an adventure. I got I got a microphone. I've loved singing since I had, you know, since I was born with a voice and now I've got a microphone in, sun, in front of me. La, 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 la. Like, <laughs> why do we take things so seriously? You can't get it wrong. Just have fun. Chill. So, you know, I love that message. And uh, what else would she say that's that stuck with me? I thought of something while I was saying that. Another thing popped into my head. Am I going to get it back? Mm. Yes. Also, she's talks about authenticity, how it is more important to be authentic than to be happy because in trying to avoid getting cancer and then trying to heal cancer, she was always in a place of fear and always in a place of trying to get it right. Uh, but then she realised that it's more important to be authentic because trying to be positive is not actually positive and I guess we're finding words around that now you hear people talk about toxic positivity in with in, with various intents when they say that but if you try to push it down 
then you're not really being positive, you're being fearful. So don't be fearful of your emotions. Be authentic. That's why I love looking at example, looking at toddlers. I think we can learn so much from little kids who haven't been conditioned yet. So much of the work we have to do is, or should I say the play, <laughs> we have to do what we need to remember is to unlearn all the crap that we learn that restricts us, that binds us, that tells us we're supposed to be this day. So, Supposed to be this way, supposed to be that way, supposed to have this emotion, supposed to be happy, supposed to be sad, well, not sad, but, you know, when you see a toddler, they just cry. And okay, maybe partly because they haven't got a fully developed front, frontal <laughs> cortex or whatever, but adults are like, we're not that different. They have an emotion, they let it out, and then they're happy again. And that's authentic. And then when they're happy, they are so in their joy. And I think that's what we're meant to do, be in our joy. So that that speaks to a lot of what interests me and how I think about the world. I think about it in terms of living life fearlessly, not that I do it all the time, but that's what I want to come back to. And and all of the messages and she, she, the fact that she just delivers it in such a simple way that's not – she doesn't want to be anybody's guru. She just wants to be a reminder. So I love that. So my little story with Anita is I'd been doing uh, – working at an office supplies place that was a family business uh, – with my family, that is, for many years, and I was feeling so stale, so so stale. Like it was, a, it was, it was comfortable. It was a nice place to work, but I was so stale. I'd been there for a very, 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 very long time, and I needed to change. And uh, I decided to do a tactic I've done before, which has paid off, where I've emailed a "what the hell pie in the sky" dream ideal client and uh and i one person i did that with was tina harris many years ago and still today we have a relationship and work together and so i tried that with anita <laughs> i reached out to her very authentically told her that the impact that she had and you know the skills that i had around you know podcasting and social media and so forth and made her an offer and to my surprise and excitement I received an email back from her assistant that she received my email with interest and yeah was interested in talking further and so and then I ended up getting a phone call from Anita and and then we set up a time to have a Zoom conversation and yeah, so she was interested in me uh, helping her out possibly with a few things. So we had a good meeting, but for some reason that I don't know and I'll never know, I don't know if it was any sort of legal technical thing or I wrote her a song. <laughs> I wrote a song and maybe I freaked her out. <laughs> I wrote a song and I sent it to her um, basically because I wanted to make sure that it was okay whether I published it or I don't know. I just wanted to find out. It's just something I wrote from my heart because it's the thing I do. I write songs. And um, 
she thanked me. I could see from the stats because it was on a setting that wasn't available to the public. So I was like, oh, she's listened to it so many times. <laughs> so she had listened to it a number of times. Um, and she gave me a blessing to publish it and she shared it on social media. But that was the end of it. So I don't know if I blew it by doing that because I didn't hear any further. So it didn't proceed for whatever reason. And I followed up a few times and didn't hear any further, which is which is fine, which is fine. I'm not going to keep messaging because then she might just think I'm a weird stalker person. So I'm going to leave her alone now. But she still made a really positive impact in my life. I still view the world in a way that has been impacted by her books and I'm still really grateful f- to her and I still want to share her messages and basically the messages of anyone who has those kind of positive uh, messages that will help us to live fearlessly and not waste this little blip of a life that we have on this marble. So that's my story and uh, (laughs) love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to message me, uh, Music Media at at Instagram, L-I-V-V-I, uh, or you can email me at livymusic.com and let me know what you want to hear more of. I will see you on the flip side. Bye. I'm stepping in the next level me. I'm here to be everything I can be. Like a snake, I'm shedding my skin to be Hello, it's Libby here. Have you ever wondered about what the key elements are that make a podcast truly stand out? Or maybe you're thinking about starting your own special podcast and feel a bit overwhelmed and don't know where to start. Well, I have something for you. Introducing the ultimate podcast checklist. It's a step-by-step guide that covers everything from the initial brainstorming to advanced growth strategies. It's the perfect companion for both new and seasoned podcasters. And the best part, it's absolutely free. (laughs) To grab your copy, simply head to the show notes of this episode and you will find a direct link there and then away you go. Remember, every podcast started with that initial spark and the right resource. So let the ultimate podcasting checklist be yours.